Please turn in your Bibles to 1 John chapter 2. We are going to continue on um, in verses 3 through 6. This, this now forms another section and another topic. And like I said before, we'll be dealing with this topically. I, I, the reason that I'm doing the whole book or the epistle is that it gives you the whole picture, but at the same time, each, each section deals with a topic. And so rather than randomly picking the topics, I just decided, let the Apostle John pick them for us for a little while. <laughs> Amen. And we'll follow his leading and the, and the Spirit's leading in his life. Uh, he has some tremendous things to say. Remember again, the Apostle John is the one Apostle that could not be martyred. He just refused to die. Okay, they tried everything and they just couldn't kill him. Which is pretty good. I think that's the kind of guy you want to you follow. Amen. And uh, I love the other ones who teach their books, okay? But I think it's an incredible thing that there was one apostle that learned so much about God, understood so much about God, that he literally became unkillable. I think that's awesome. I think we need that same revelation and that same insight. Amen? And we've already seen the first two things that he brought out. Number one was fellowship, was walking in the light, was understanding that when you're in the light, Darkness cannot penetrate that light and it cannot attack you. And so that would be the first thing that he did in everything. And, you know, wherever he went, he walked in the light. So regardless of what the enemy tried to do, regardless of what the devil tried to do, that light was always there. And we don't understand so much of what he understood because he went to heaven. He saw all of this in all of its glory and, and reality. You know, the, the reality would have hit him. That we are, we are living not just on one plane, but on several planes. You know, we are, we are not only natural, but we're spiritual as well. Amen. And he understood the significance of that, and the power behind that, and what is behind a lot of the attacks that come our way. It's not natural, it's spiritual. Amen. That's why the Apostle Paul said, we do not fight against flesh and blood. I know we like to, because you can push their face in. But that's, okay? but that's not where our ultimate fight is. Because I'll guarantee you, the same spirit that brought that problem into your life, if you go somewhere else, it'll go find someone else to work with. Sad to say, there's a lot of willing people out there. Okay? And, uh, and that's, you know, so what you want to do is deal with the, with the spiritual aspect. And also, you know, God has given you things on the inside that will strengthen you against those things. You know, I think it's time we stop running from things and, 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 and stop, you know, constantly asking, in a sense, for deliverance. And by all means, do, you know, ask for deliverance. and Because God, God promises that. But, you know, I think it, one of the things that we need to develop is us. We need to become stronger. Amen? We need to get to the place where, you know, maybe a year ago, somebody would say something to us and we'd just crumble. And today, it's just like, you got to be kidding me. Is that what you think? Well, you know, keep telling yourself that. See you later, bye. <laughs> you, know? you know what I mean? It doesn't even bother you anymore. You need to get to that place, family. We need to get to a place where things like that don't affect us. Amen. And because, because we've got God living on the inside of us, because we have all that power in, on the inside of us, that is available to us. And how do we get to that place? By keeping His Word, which is what we're going to be dealing with now. I wanted to lead you to this because you need to understand the process. You need to understand. And that's the reason why the Apostle John said, you know, if there's anything wrong in your life, get rid of it. 
You know, stay in the light. Basically, his first, the whole first part was stay in the light. Okay, because God is light and in Him is no darkness at all. And you can't bring any darkness into that light. If you want to hang on to it, you, you get expelled. If you are willing to let go of it, then it will get expelled out of your life. And you can enter into that light and you can be that light and be light. Because Jesus said, you are the light of the world. Amen? He didn't say you're going to try to be. He said, you are. Okay. So, <laughs> let's read in 1 John chapter 2 and verse 3. That was a very big introduction. But here we go. He says, now, by this we know or can be sure that we know Him if we keep His commandments. Now, isn't that interesting? It doesn't mean keeping the letter of the law. Okay? But the Spirit behind what the Word of God says. But the thing that we don't want to do is become pharisaical, like the Pharisees that began to get so involved in the letter of the law, they kind of forgot things like mercy and grace and you know, all the good things. All the things that Jesus said were really important, the weightier matters of the law. So as we begin to get into this, see, just, just as much as the, when the Apostle John was talking about you know, doing the right thing and, and so on and so forth, I told you that doesn't mean that you're not saved. Okay, if you're doing the wrong thing, you need to repent. Okay, and get back into fellowship with Him. Your relationship doesn't suffer, your fellowship suffers. Do, do you all understand? So God doesn't disown you when you do something bad. He's just a little bit like, really, they did that? Okay, <laughs> okay. But you're still His kid. Yeah, got that. All right, okay. Do you understand what I mean? He may not be happy with you, but. Alright? That's why you need to ask for forgiveness and restore the fellowship where he's happy with you again. Do you understand? So, you know, as much as we said that because people read this and they get it wrong, you really have to understand that the Apostle John was an apostle of love. He wasn't a person of the letter of the law, which is the reason why they couldn't kill him because the love of God was always guarding him. He didn't get stuck in the, the letter of the law. He always followed the Spirit behind it. Amen? So, in that way, when it, so the measure with which we keep His commandments, alright, thus doing good, not because you have to, but because it is in you to do, is an indicator of how much we really know God. So, what we learn now in this first verse, uh, or in verse 3, the first verse that we're looking at, the Apostle John says, let me give you a little indicator of how you know if you know God or not. You know, because a lot of people are saying, we know God, we know God, we know God. Hello, okay? Alright? So he says, okay, here's a little test. This is how you know that you know Him. Okay? Are you doing what He's saying? Uh, well, you know, when it's convenient. Well, see, that's the thing, isn't it? Okay? <laughs> it didn't say when it's convenient. It said, this is especially when it's inconvenient. See, the way that you know... See, one of the things that we don't understand is that the more that we know God, the more we'll understand that whatever He tells us to do is for our own good. It's not that He wants to, you know, mess up our little party. Okay? <laughs> All right? He, he wants us to have a good life. Jesus said, I have come to give you life and life more abundantly or life to the fullest. Hence, full life. Okay? <laughs> Alright? And so, He said, this is what I've come to give you. But the way that you can walk in this is when you walk in the Word. You need to do what the Word of God says in order for you to enjoy 
all the benefits of the blessings of God. See, the blessing of God is there, whether you walk in it or not is up to you. Do you understand? God is always blessing. Did you know that? See, God isn't looking to do something bad to you. He's looking to do something good for you. The big problem is that we don't align ourselves with Him in order so that He can do it. That's what this whole section is about. How we can align ourselves to God so that we can enjoy that blessing. Remember again, this is coming from an apostle that was unkillable. So you, you understand, he was walking in a level of blessing that was far beyond a lot of the others. Can I get a little amen on that? Because you really, that's, I'm harping on this because do this, it'll work. <laughs> okay? And it isn't about the letter. It's about you need to get this in here. Do you understand? Not in here, in here. Now, yes, you need your mind renewed. But you need to renew your mind to the place where you understand that this is about being led by the Spirit as He leads you with the Word. Not you deciding what Word can lead me today. Do do you know the difference? Do you get that? Okay, you don't make those decisions. You let God decide. And let Him speak to you. And He will speak to you through His Word. And that Word will become alive to you. And then the right word in the right time will have a right result. Amen? Alright, now. As one commentator put it, obeying God's commands is not the condition, but rather the characteristic of the knowledge of God. Did you get that? Okay. Let me say it again. Obeying God's command is not the condition. So if, if you, know, you see some, a person that's not doing exactly what the word says... That's, you know, you go, oh, you're not a Christian. You're, you, you, you know, you're a bad person. You're blah, 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 blah. No, no, no. That's, he's saying that's not what determines whether you're in fellowship with God or not. Because we all make mistakes here and then. You know, we just, as soon as you do, you go, oh, sorry, God. That was so stupid and dumb. And, you know, even if it takes an hour before you just re- realize. But whatever, you ask God to forgive you. Amen? Now, it's not that. It's generally speaking, when we back off and look at your life, what's it like? Are you generally trying to do the right thing? Are you generally looking, you know, for God's direction? And you know, that, that you don't, you know, don't make that some spiritual weird thing. Okay, this isn't you going, oh, in the middle of the airport, oh God, now lead me. You're a weirdo. I don't want to know you. <laughs> okay, you know, people do crazy things, man, in the name of spirituality. I'm serious. Do you hear me? Okay? It's not that. You can be walking and talking and doing stuff, and God will be talking on the inside of you. As you're walking up to something, God will say, not there. That's not the right place to be. And you get this, ugh, inside of you. And you think, well, just stop for a minute. You'll be surprised at the number of times God has just said, not yet. And I've, uh, you know, I've said, because see, there's my timing, there's His timing. And I've just stopped and they said, what do you want me to do? Have a cup of coffee? <laughs> you just go, go left for a minute. I'll, you know, we'll let you know when it's right. It is an amazing thing how you get the right person. Amen? You get in another queue and you, know, you, you see two queues and you think, oh, that's a shorter one. And God says, no, that one's a better one. And you think, yeah, but there's more people. Get on to that one. I disobeyed that once. I regretted it so much. You know, I walk by sight, not by faith. When it says walk by faith, not by sight. You know, <laughs> you know, 
Can I just use a normal example? And you know, I was checking out, I was, I was paying for something. I looked at the lines and I got this on the inside of me, not that one, this one. And then one had like two and the other one had six on it, something like that. And I went with the two, didn't I? I was standing there because something went wrong. Hello. Okay. And then they were trying to fix it. And I mean, it took so... And then the six people had gone past. Another four people went past. I was counting. You know, some days you really do count your chickens. Anyway, so... You know, <laughs> and, and God said, told you. I said, yeah, don't rub it in. <laughs> okay. I do that a lot when I'm driving, by the way. Can I say this? Be led by the Spirit when you're driving. Amen. Amen. There are crazy people out there. I'm serious, man. I'm serious. Anyway, uh, anyway. All right, back to, and especially when you're parking. Okay. I pray for parking spots. I get them. People always say, well, like, anyway. It's a thing you can do, okay? You can exercise your faith wherever you go. Amen? Amen. All right. Let's read Hosea. Yeah, 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 let's read it because you'll know what I'm talking about now. <laughs> he, uh, Hosea is writing here. So, this means that those believers who have a manner contrary to this show that they have no knowledge of God. And which the prophet Hosea addresses in Hosea 4 uh, verses 1 and 2 when he writes about God's own people. He says, hear the word of the Lord, O people of Israel. So who is he talking to? Believers. Okay? Alright, he says, the Lord has filed a lawsuit against you. Wow. Saying, there is no faithfulness, no kindness, no, now watch this, no knowledge of God in your land. Can you see why there's no faithfulness and kindness? Because there's no word. Do you know the word of God is what causes you to be faithful and causes you to be kind? Because it guards your heart. It does some incredible things on the inside of you. We still don't understand how powerful this thing is inside you. We still don't understand. The only glimpse we get at it is when Jesus says, Whoever shall say to this mountain, Be thou removed and be thou cast in the sea, and doesn't doubt in his heart, but believes what he says will come to pass, he will have whatever he says. That's the glimpse that we get into the power of the word of God in your heart. It has so much power that it can literally move things. The force is strong with this now. <laughs> <Okay>? <laughs> we have no idea the power that is in there. See, <laughs> okay, when we came to this earth, we didn't get a whole bunch of equipment given to us. We were given something on the inside of us that would um, affect, manipulate, change whatever is around us. We, and the problem is because we fell, we lost that connection, and then we had to substitute that with natural things. Do you understand? So we have been trying to live the, 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 the life that God designed for us to live from the inside, from the outside. Do you all get that? And so we just got so good at that, that we forgot how to live from the inside. So that's what I'm doing today. I'm getting you back to living from the inside. Amen? When you need something, you can believe, you can receive. And God will meet all of your need according to His riches and glory, according to your faith. So as you start to believe, it doesn't matter how smart you are. It doesn't matter how many letters you have after your name. 
you understand? Doesn't matter your skills, doesn't matter your circumstances, doesn't matter whether you have a rich relative or not, doesn't matter. You got a rich relative, he's God. Okay? Your daddy is the richest around. He walks on streets of transparent gold. Yeah, baby. Okay? He has the whole city is built on precious stones. You don't think he can drop a few of those in your backyard? See, there's not a problem. There's not a financial problem. The problem that we have, God said, is my people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. So do you understand now why the Apostle John says, keep the word? That is what is going to get you to a place where everything that you need starts to come to you. So you don't go chasing after those things. Which is why Jesus said, seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness. And everything, all of these things will be added to you. Get it? Now, let's get back to this. <laughs> I, was, I was reading Hosea 4, verse 1. Watch what having a lack of God's word or God, the knowledge of God's word does to people. It says in verse 2, you, I'm reading from the New Living Translation because it's an easier translation to, to work through. He says, you curse and lie and kill and steal and commit adultery. There is violence everywhere with murder, uh, with one murder after another. Lovely people. These are God's people. This is how far people can fall. Do you understand when they don't have the word? Do you know why? Because there's nothing to guard them. Now, our Howard Marshall writes, I want to deal with some of these as we finish off today. He says to know God involves knowledge of His character and requirements and obedience to these requirements. And John MacArthur says, those who are truly enlightened and know God are obedient to His word. Those who are truly enlightened and know God. Truly enlightened and know God. What does that mean? It means that they understand. This, it is what guides them, protects them against sin, prospers them, heals them, and causes them to be victorious in every way. Let me give you some examples. In terms of guidance, in Psalm 119 and verse 105, it says, Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. Amen? See, that's how the Word of God will guide you. And now, remember again, it's not the Word itself. It's the Spirit of God that will use the Word to guide you. In all things, you need to be led by the Spirit. But you need to understand, in order not to be misled by a Spirit, you need to know the Word of God. Okay? So you need to know what's written and what's also written. Because that will balance things out. Amen? And so when you know that the Word of God has been given to you in the right context, then you know you can follow it. Amen. Okay. So, um, in terms of protection against sin, let's go on to the next thing. In terms of protection against sin, also in Psalm 119 and verse 11, it says, Your word have I hidden in my heart, that I might not sin against you. So that helps you not to do the wrong thing. Not to get out of the light. Amen? So not only does it guide you, but it protects you as well. Do you understand why it is so important to be protected from sin? Because sin opens the door to destruction. Do you understand a lot of things that go wrong in your life is because you stepped out of God's will? Do you get that? Okay. Now I didn't say everything. <laughs> okay? Because there are times when the, the enemy will just attack you. Because he doesn't like you. Because you are doing the right thing. 
Remember, there were, I always give you the two examples, Jonah in the boat, that's disobedience. He needed to be thrown off the boat. But remember Jesus in the boat, you didn't have to throw him off. He just said, peace be still, and he calmed the storm. Both were in a violent storm for two different reasons. One was out of God's will, one was in God's will. Amen? Amen. Alright, so that's what I said, some storms. Okay. Alright, back to this. In terms of prosperity and success, it says in Joshua 1 and verse 8, it says, This book of the law, that's God's word, shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night, that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous. You will make your way prosperous. You will make your way prosperous. And you will have good success. There's your prosperity and your success. Amen? See, you need to understand that the Word of God is there to help you get through. The worst thing that, that you know, religion ever did was to take away all of this from us. And say that, you know, when you, when you serve God, nobody knows what's going to happen to you. It's probably going to be a miserable life. You're not, you know, you're going to have to live from hand to mouth. And it's just going to be terrible. And all sorts of things will come to test you and try you. And, you know, hello. Nobody wants that. We all have enough problems. That's what the curse came to do. That's not what God came to do. Look at the Garden of Eden. There was no problems there. Did you get that? Oh, I've always said, if you want to know what God's perfect will is, read Genesis 1 and 2. Don't go to 3. Because that's when you messed up. <laughs> okay? That's when everything started going downhill. And Revelation, I think the last chapter or so. That tells you the way God wants things. Because He's going to restore things back to that. If He thinks this is so great, why fix it? Amen? So obviously it is not His will for us to be in a place where we have difficulties in life all the time. That's not His will. That's the reason why the Word of God does so much to try and get us back out of that place and into a place of success. One more scripture. In terms of healing, it says in Psalm 107 and verse 20. I could preach on Joshua 1.8 for a long time. Anyway, <laughs> it said He sent His Word and it healed them and delivered them from their destructions. Isn't that amazing? He sent His Word and healed them. And what else did He do? Delivered them from their destructions. That is the power that is in God's Word. Amen? It can heal you, prosper you. It can give you, it can guide you. It will do all of those things. And again, remember, it's in concert or it's with the Spirit of it God. It is the Spirit of God that will illuminate that Word to you. That's why when you're looking at the Word, and you know, if you're reading your Bible, something just jumps out at you. That's the verse for you. All the other ones are not today. <laughs> okay? But that one is for you for today. And you know, sometimes it's not just for the day. It might be you know, for you to get over something, or get out of something. Be delivered from something. And it becomes your fortress and your stronghold. See, those are not bad words. They're only bad when sin becomes a fortress and a stronghold in your life. But the Word of God was meant to be a fortress and a stronghold. Wouldn't that be amazing if we got to that place? That's the place that Joshua got to. Or God wanted Joshua to get to when he said, Don't let this word depart out of your mouth. Which means every time something starts coming at you, you say, No, not today. 
I rebuke that, I reject it. You have the power to speak and cause mountains to move from your life. Did you know that? We need to make the decision to do that. All right. Let's have every head bowed, every eye closed. We'll conclude here for today. Hallelujah. Well, Father, we thank you today for your word, and we thank you, Father, for all the things that we are learning.